0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next edition of the McGill Sports Magic Club Speaker Series. I'm joined here today by another exciting guest, uh, Eric Parnas. He's been the director of analytics for the Colorado Avalanche since 2021. Before that, he was a hockey analyst at Cronky Sports Entertainment. Uh, and obviously, as a McGill, as a Montreal native, we're always happy to have someone of our own. So, Eric, thank you so much for being here today and really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, of course. And as always, I'm Kyle Sinnet, the executive director of the McGill Sports Management Club. Uh, I guess we'll just dive right into it. Analytics is obviously a, a very growing part of, of hockey, really. Um, but not many people know what the role of director of analytics does or what that really means. So can you kind of speak to the role a little bit and explain like what that job entails?
1: Sure. Um, you know, I think in in some respects, it'll differ organization to organization. Um, I like to think of it as my job is to disseminate all the important information coming from our department um, into the hands of the primary decision makers of the club, whether that's, you know, the president, general manager, various scouts, coaches, um, everyone that's, you know, got to make really important um, decisions for our team to try and help us win hockey games and win the Stanley cup. And, um, there's a lot of information out there, a lot of stuff that we um, draw in that we analyze, that we produce. and so ensuring that you know all of our processes are as good as they can be, um, that what we're producing is accurate, is relevant, um, is timely um, and that that's you know communicated in a way that's uh, you know easy to understand, useful, um, you know not, um, sort of preachy (laughs) yeah um and so all of that you know managing the department managing the people um within it and getting that uh information
0: off to the right people at the right time is sort of the the most general way to describe it yeah that's super interesting um would you say there's like a typical day-to-day for it i know obviously hockey can be pretty volatile in what you're working on but i know obviously in analytics it can be a little bit different
1: Yeah, I mean, certainly it's different depending on the time of the year and what's going on. There will be times where I'll be coding heavily. There will be times where I'll be out on the road scouting. There will be times that I'll be watching video, writing profiles in meetings, um, you know, communicating with different people in the organization, um, you know, meeting with the people in our own department, hiring people for our departments. There's a lot that goes on. Um, There's never enough time, but it's not like every day fit the standard template by any
0: stretch. And obviously you, you talked about how you, you spend a good amount of time coding. Um, obviously you're in the analytics department, but for someone that maybe wants to get into a more like front office role, how much analytics proficiency do you need? Do, does someone need to know how to code or do they just kind of need to almost like speak the analytics language in a way?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it's obviously very different depending on where, where in hockey ops you want to be. Certainly for our department and for any analytics role uh, around the league, I think the barrier to entry is getting bigger and bigger as far as having a, a very robust technical skill set just because chances are you're not getting hired to be the, you know, the primary communicator um, like it once was. So you're going to be hired because you're a great data engineer, or a great modeler, or analyst, um, or have some specific thing you're bringing to the group. Obviously, for the rest of hockey ops, it's different. You know, I do think having some competency um, or just understanding of of very basic uh, analytical concepts in hockey um, and ability to think probabilistically, I think all of that is important anyway, um, and is growing more and more important. But that doesn't necessarily require an in-depth knowledge of coding or um, you know a skill set like that. It just means you know having read a few articles and kind of being open-minded to what that that stuff means and, and what the sort of terms are um, that are being used in today's game. Yeah.
0: I feel like that makes sense. There, are like a lot of people in front offices where they're almost like tagged as having a more analytically focused background, but obviously you have like the ex-player as the agent. So uh, that, that's certainly good to know. Uh, you talked a little bit about like hiring people. I, I follow you on LinkedIn and like, I see that you're constantly posting like updates at the Avalanche or looking for people in are hockey analytics department um what do you like look for in hiring young people or are there tools that you would like tell people to go out and get proficient in that would would maybe help them and set them set themselves up for a career in sports
1: yeah I mean it's 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 obviously tough because a lot of people want to work in sports um you know I I would I would say first of all there's no one path Um, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do in sports and there's a lot of different pathways to get there. You know, I personally wouldn't necessarily recommend investing a ton of time and money into something that's only, you know, sporadically related to what you want to do. So for example, like if you want to work in a hockey front office, I personally wouldn't advise going to law school just to do that. Obviously if it's something that you're, if it's something that you're really interested regardless, and you're like you know, law is super interesting to me, this stuff appeals to me. And if if I end up working in sports a little bit down the line, great, then sure. But if you're like, this is 100% what I want to do, um, there's potentially better ways to spend your time and money just because, you know, it's so tough to get in and there's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, things that I look for when I'm hiring, you know, like I said, it's like technical skill sets are huge at this point, you know, yeah. we're hiring right now. Or we have postings out for a data engineer and a data scientist, and they're both very specific skill sets. We need people who are advanced coders who are, you know, whether it's have a specialty in modeling or working with databases, you know, ideally professional experience in those areas, or at the very least sort of a college degree in those areas, as well as some knowledge of the sport, you know, we... we, don't have, I don't have the time to necessarily teach somebody from the ground up everything there is to know about hockey and hockey analytics. So, you know, you know, having followed sort of what the public research has been, um, over the last decade or two, in some respect about hockey analytics, um, and sort of knowing generally the sport, knowing some of the players, like all of that stuff is, is a huge benefit. Um, luckily I would say most of the people who really want to work in sports usually have that at least to some degree. Um, But, you know, I think the technical component is really important. And then, you know, to some degree communication, whether it's being able to write, being able to converse, uh, communicate concepts to people who may not be analytics sort of staffers, you know, that that's a big plus and plays into depending on the role.
0: Yeah, that's certainly good to know. You talked a bit about like the technical skills and having that coding experience are there any specific languages that you think are kind of like on the rise in sports analytics and are there resources out there for people to get a bit more familiar with it if they're not necessarily like Sci majors?
1: Sure. Um, so our front office right now codes largely using a language called R, um, which is great for some things and not ideal for other things. But, you know, things like statistical analysis, um, plotting data, stuff like that, it can be really good for. Um, it's probably about a 50 50 split for front offices between R and another language called Python, um, which also has some strengths and weaknesses. Um, and certainly some would argue that Python is even better for what we're doing. Um, but obvious, but they're, they're fairly similar. So having competency in one, you know, usually doesn't make it that difficult to learn the other. Okay. Um, and then the other one would be SQL, which is more so for querying data from databases um, and working on the back end. So certainly hiring a data engineer. Um, proficiency in something like SQL is huge. Um, Those are sort of the the basic like first layer ones. Um, As far as learning, um, there's a lot of online courses and things like that you can take. Um, I actually found that when I was learning to code, um, a big breakthrough I had was using a a book called Our Baseball, um, which, you know, you can find on Amazon or something, which is basically all about exercises and, you know, learning the language through the sport of baseball, which for me as a big sports fan was particularly useful and more interesting than a lot of the sort of scenarios and exercises I was given in online classes that I didn't, you know, really feel connected to. Okay. So if someone's looking to uh, learn R, you know, that could be a good place to start. The big thing with coding is that, you know, you just need to get good enough that you know what the right question is to ask. Okay. And then you can find a lot of the answers online because there's a ton of information forums. So as long as you kind of know how to get started and it was like, what is the question I need to find the answer to that I can Google? Then you can learn a lot from that point on um, just by doing stuff. Um so I'd encourage people who are interested, you know, pick up that book, take online classes or take classes in your college. Um and then, you know, just try what's a question you have about whatever sport or whatever industry you're interested in, you know, find a way to download some of the data and then just take a shot at it and Google anything you can't figure out after that point.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, at least for me personally, my my dream is to one day work, be working in NHL front office. And I think that I understand analytics and can think analytically, but I don't have any, any coding experience. So I don't, at least for me personally, like learning about these tools and the, the R baseball especially, uh, it's good to know what what resources are out there for, for me or other kids who are listening to this call to get to use them and get more familiar with coding. So that that's certainly very helpful. Yeah, uh, and I
1: th- I think co- like coding too is just a a great skill to have. Like I yeah. think more and more today today's world, like even if you're just have some knowledge of it, um, it can help you in a lot of different areas. Um, so I'd encourage people to you know if they have the time, you know, at least take a look and try and you know kind of figure some things out. Um, but obviously if, you know, if analytics isn't particularly the area that you're passionate about, there's, there's obviously ways to get into other areas of hockey ops, whether it's scouting or communications or, you know, all kinds of other stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I kind of want you to switch gears a little bit and ask a little bit about like your, your personal background and like your growth into the sport. Uh, obviously you're, you're a Montreal native, so, um, great to speak for someone that's from Montreal, um was there anything that you wish you had done differently throughout your process and into sports and uh, anything you wish you'd done differently, really?
1: Yeah. I mean, I like in hindsight, I mean, I didn't, when I was sort of starting to, when I was kind of getting into college uh, analytics and sports were still very much of their infancy, certainly in hockey, there wasn't a ton going on and I didn't quite know exactly what I wanted to do. I knew I'd like to work in sports, but you know, I had done some, some writing and thought maybe journalism, um, but I wasn't sure. So I ended up studying political science and journalism and just kind of, you know, trying to get internships and stuff like that. Um, you know, in hindsight, knowing what I eventually went into or wanted to go into, you know, doing something more specifically technical focused, or at least business focused, I think would have been, you know, a better path for me to get the skill sets I need since I ended up just having to do a lot of it on my own to get to where I am. Um, so, you know, it was tough to know at the time, um, because I didn't have like a passion for, you know, math and sciences generally. So it was kind of something I came to from, you know, the side entrance with, with the sport, but it was something I found super interesting in terms of the, you know, innovation aspect to it and what it could teach you about the game. Um, so that that would be sort of the one thing is I you know I didn't end up really studying something that particularly was uh, super useful to my career.
0: Yeah, uh, a lot of kids obviously are going through this internship process. Like me personally, um, actually, we're really looking forward to it. I'm starting an internship uh, next Monday with the National Predators as their hockey ops intern. Nice.
1: Um
0: So a lot of kids obviously put a lot of pressure on getting those internships. What type of role did you think the internships that you had throughout the summers? add on your like experience into sports?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was huge for me. Like I ended up, I, I had done internships. Uh, I went to Georgetown in Washington, DC. And so I did a couple internships with the capitals um, initially just in PR and then radio. Um, I had sort of a connection there. And and so it wasn't even analytics or hockey ops based, but um, from there with that experience, I ended up sort of just sending cold emails to, as many front office people as I could find, um, and ended up doing a, you know, remote internship with the Islanders, um, for a full season, which just, you know, allowed me to, you know, communicate and get advice from somebody in a front office, do a bunch of projects for them. Um, and that was great. And then, you know, from there, a big thing was networking. Like I went to a bunch of hockey analytics and sports analytics conferences, tried to meet as many people in, in hockey front offices and around the game as possible um and ended up getting another uh sort of a full-time in-person summer um internship with the flyers um where I learned a lot from that too about just being in a front office and what that looked yeah. like and even just having a a daily job um and then it was that in combination with sort of a lot of the public work I did blogging doing my own studies putting stuff out there um you know and sort of getting my name out there as somebody who was up and coming in the industry um that allowed me to, to get this position. So it was a combination of all those things.
0: Yeah, that, that's really, really interesting. Uh, like um, I'm from Long Island myself, so I, I've grown up a huge Islanders fan. So it's uh, funny that obviously you had some experience with the Islanders. Uh, I, I guess for the last question that I have prepped, um, again, a lot of people who are listening to this want want to get into the sports world. What overall advice would you have for students that are hoping to break in?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a combination. Like I said, I mean, I can mostly speak to it from the analytics perspective and, and I would say certainly the technical skill piece is super important. Um, But I would also say networking is super important. I would say um, staying abreast of, you know, things about the league, things that public work that's being done in terms of analytics. Um, Obviously internships are important, um, but then also just, you know, doing your own stuff, doing your own projects, um, you know, putting your name out there with with content, with things um, to show that when 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 jobs come up later, you know, it's great to say you've gone to McGill and you know you've done this internship, but you know you have to be able to prove that you can add value to a team. Yeah. Um, you know, and that can be a bit different for analytics as for other areas, but certainly from an analytics perspective, like if somebody's done the work and they're like, here's this model I built about the NHL or here's some studies I did or blog posts I did that use, you know, statistical concepts like that shows that there's proof that this person both knows the game and, and knows how to do things that can be helpful from day one when they come on board. So, you know, not being afraid to just start doing work outside of school um, on things that interest you. Um, And that goes for, you know, whether it's any element of hockey ops, scouting, you know, CBA stuff, Communication stuff, anything you know, whatever you you think you want to go into,
0: taking the initiative to do work on that front um, is big. Well, uh, those are all the questions I had, and for anyone listening to this call, I guess what one key thing is get your hands dirty and get involved in a lot of different projects. Uh, so, Eric, thank you so much for joining us here today. We really appreciate it. Think you. your your in your insight will will certainly be helpful to a lot of people. So just thank you again. My pleasure.